Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the 7 game NBA main slate on Sunday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. NBA daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. Really appreciate all you guys that come and came and check out my NBA Christmas Day live stream. Hope you guys all had a great day. Uh, enjoyed time with the family. Um, enjoyed DFS. Enjoyed these games. Uh, for me, it was a good day for DFS on both NBA and NFL. For NFL, the showdown slate, I almost had a takedown. I was uh, actually sh I was actually shipping it uh, until uh, the fourth quarter, and then I almost won it back with Wesley. So if he would have, uh, if you guys watched that game, uh, Kyler threw one to him in the back of the end zone, and he one of his foot, uh, one of his feet landed out of bounds. So um, if he could have got his both feet in there, uh, I would have uh, won and would have won over. I was about three point five thousand dollars on an eleven dollar entry. So uh, pain, pain. I had the, the same uh, lineup as uh, the first place uh, lineup, except I left like four thousand dollars on the table and I played Wesley over T. Y. Hilton. So that was the difference. And again, if, if you get the, if I would have got that late touchdown at the end, uh, would have shipped it. So. Uh, but overall, again, I can't complain. It was a good day in both NBA and NFL. Um, if you guys are unable to watch these videos, they're also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing for premium content, offer a few different packages on Patreon.com, NBA, NFL. I cover the main and the show sites. More info down below. I would like to thank the sponsor of this video, Thrive Fantasy. Guys, Thrive Fantasy is a player prop site. We're actually building out a lineup on player props and you're entering that into contest so how it works is um, you pick 10 of the 20 options the less probable the prop is to occur the more points you receive if you choose correctly so there's a lot of game theory involved so for example Keldon Johnson seven and a half uh, rebounds plus assist the over you get 90 points so it's more likely to occur to occur the less likely to occur is the under so if it does hit you get 110 points so if you guys want to try it, try it out, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You get a 100% match up to $100. All right, guys. So uh, let's take a look back my up here from tonight. So this is what I want with again. Just play the Millie Maker, uh, but it was really solid uh, night for me. So well, Kemba, Bogdanovich, LeBron, Otto, Robert Williams, Gary Payton, Marquise Chris, and James Harden. So... Um, yeah, Kemba was a smash. He was relatively popular. My two spend-ups, uh, LeBron and Harden. I was surprised half the field faded James Harden at his price. I thought he'd be a lot more popular in the uh, in the middle maker. I really did. I was surprised he was only 50% owned. Um, LeBron, 44%. Again, those are the two stars that did the best on the uh, uh, Christmas slate. Otto Porter started slow, but had a really big second half there. Robert Williams, kind of the same thing. He also... If you were watching the game, like Robert Williams should have had like five blocks, and they only credited him with two blocks. That was very, very tilting. Um, I also used Gary Payton for value because the Warriors were, were shorthanded. I used Marquise Chris. Now, I was hoping that Porzingis was not going to play. He ended up playing. Um, and I was looking actually like Chris was going to get a DNP there for a second, but he did get a little bit of run. Salvaged, you know, allowing fancy points is not terrible. I knew it wasn't going to take down, so um, didn't tilt me too much. But yeah, that's it for the look back, guys. Hope you had a good night. Looks like we had a lot of big nights in the Patreon Discord, so that's always good to see. And let's, uh, oh, really quick, let's take a look. This is the winning lineup here for the Showmaker. This is a $3,000 entry. So DeLon Wright, who, like, really, really DeLon Wright, playing the last couple slates, does nothing, fade, smash. But, yeah, they used DeLon Wright, Gary Payton, uh, LeBron, Otto Collins, James Harden, um, Bruce Brown, and Frank Nilakina was the winning lineup. 
Okay, so let's talk about the seven-game slate, guys. Let's start with Toronto, who basically has everyone out. Their whole starting five is out. Um, so we're, it's going to be interesting to see who they end up starting. We have Kemberch, Quashmole. We have Champagne, Quashmole. Banton, I believe, is still in the, the protocols as well. So, like... Chris Boucher is going to be probably the go-to guy here at 5.8K. And we know he's a good point-per-minute guy. So um, I'm assuming he starts and plays all the minutes he can handle. So I really like Boucher. We have Gotenabe at 4.7, who's probably going to have to play a ton of minutes too. Like I'm guessing they start Svi, Watnabe, Boucher. I don't know who else they start if Birch and Champagne are out too. Like They're going to have to start like someone they just picked up, like a Tremont Waters maybe. Um, they did just pick up uh, the former Michigan product, DJ Wilson. So, like, yeah, Toronto's just going to be one where it's like, what we'll to see what the starting lineup is. Uh, but really, they're a team that's going to be pretty shorthanded. Uh, Boucher, Watanabe, Svi should play massive minutes. I like all three a good amount. And then, um, yeah, Birch and Champagne are out too. And the guys like DJ Wilson and Tremont Waters become firmly in play here for value. Uh, both are actually good point for guys. DJ Wilson, a good shot blocker. Tremont Waters, a guy that kind of stuff the stat sheet. So, um, yeah, Toronto is a team that we can definitely get some value. We'll just have to keep an eye on what, uh, who is available and who they end up starting. All right, on the Cleveland side, so... No Allen, no Mobley. Darius Garland, 9-7 is just too expensive. Now, Ricky Rubio, much easier to get to. He started and played 31 minutes last game, and he's a pretty solid play in the mid-range, assuming he starts again. Kevin Love, well, we just didn't get news that he was going to be available last game, which was a little bit tilting. Um, but yeah, he smashed in 23 minutes off the bench. I mean, he's going to be productive when he's on the court and might see a couple extra minutes here without Allen and Mobley. So I think Love's a solid GPP play. Markton's been really really disappointing of late um so right now he's just a contrarian play even for the amount of minutes he's getting um dean wade low usage guy taco fall started last game but um i guess if he starts again you could play him but uh you know i, I think i'd just rather look elsewhere for value our philadelphia and washington so joel and beat i think it's a fine contrarian spend up at 11.9k should play mid 30s minutes uh, you know, I like the spot here against Gafford and an undersized Montrez Harrell. So, like, yeah, Embiid should be able to have his way. The only issue is the price point. Like, you're going to have to overpay for him at that at 11.9. Tobias feels too pricey at 9.1. Seth Curry almost 7K I'll pass on. Tyrese Maxey at 6.6 is questionable. Um, you know, if he does play, he's probably going to play mid-30s minutes. It'll be a fair play. Um, if he misses, then we'll have to see what they do with the starting lineup. They might shift Seth Curry to the point guard. Um Thibel, Korkmaz, these are guys that if there's no Tyrese Maxey would be potential values. Um, Korkmaz kind of score independent, and Thibel, a guy that is not the best point per minute guy, but is a solid defender. Let's move on to Washington. So Washington, no Brad Beal. Uh, the top two guys here in offense are going to be Kuzma and Dinwiddie. I think both look really good. Dinwiddie played 36 minutes last game, went for 53 fancy points. I mean, his usage just goes way, way up with Brad Beal off the court. And then Kyle Kuzma should also play, you know, mid-30s minutes. Should be, you know, the number two option here on offense. So both those guys look good. Um, the two centers are going to split time here against Joel Embiid. Um, they're more contrarian plays for me. Denny's been playing well of late if you want to take a shot on him, but the price is up to 47 um, we do have no KCP as well. So like Aaron Holiday, Kispert, these guys are viable values, both kind of reliant on the scoring, but both uh, did play some pretty solid minutes last game. Kispert played 32, Holiday played 28. So those two definitely viable. And Rule Neto 3.6K is an interesting contrarian option, um, but that's probably where I'm at right now for Washington. Moving on to Memphis and Sacramento. So Memphis, basic team now that is fully healthy. Um, John Morant, 9K is the guy that I'm looking to. Um, the price is still relatively cheap for him. Like he was up above 10K before he got injured. So, and he did play 32 minutes last game. That is really good to see. So don't think there's going to be any more limitations on Ja. 
Plus, you got a good matchup against Sacramento, so he looks great. Um, but everyone else kind of priced up from when Ja was out, so don't know if I get to anyone else here on Memphis. They're all just uh, secondary plays for me. On the Sacramento side, so we'll have to keep an eye on Deer and Fox News. He is questionable. If he cannot go, then, um, you know, Halburn's going to be the go-to guy on offense. And even an 8-7 would be in play. He's been playing like 40-plus minutes a night. So would have some interest in Halburn if Fox is out. If Fox is in, though, again, a lot of guys overpriced or priced up. So, like, there wouldn't be much here from Sacramento I would like if Fox ends up playing. New Orleans OKC, so... Um, Jonas Valanciunas once are still out. NAW is still out. Uh, so Brandon Ingram, 9.8K, I think is a decent contrarian spend up. Should play close to 40 minutes in a good matchup. Josh Hart, now he's finally priced about right. Like he's going to play close to 40 minutes, a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. Still think he's playable, uh, but no longer think he's like a plug and play. Devontae Graham at 6'2 with no NAW probably plays, you know, low to mid 30s minutes. I think he's a fair play in the mid range. Then Hernan Gomez was the chalk of the chalk last night and was a massive letdown because he shot one of 11 one of 11 uh, but yeah Hernan Gomez good point per minute guy I don't think he's going to shoot uh, 8% from the field again so I think he's a great value uh, assuming he does continue to start and then uh, Jackson Hayes will play the backup five he's the flat man price he played 15 minutes I think he's an interesting large field tournament play on the Thunder side, so Shea Gildos Alexander played pretty well last three games here, 40, 66, and 46 fancy points. Um, it's an up-tempo game. He's going to play 38 to 40 minutes most likely. Um, you know, he had a triple-double two games ago. He's been handling the ball a little bit more. Um, the only issue I will say with Shea, which I've said basically all year, is Josh Giddy is on this roster, and Josh Giddy will handle the ball a good amount at times. So that does lower the floor a little bit on Shea. Josh Giddy himself at 7-7 just feels a little bit too pricey. I'm a big Giddy fan, but um, that's just a little bit too much for me to pay. Uh, Baisley at 4-4. The minutes are just all over the place for him. You can always take a shot at him for tournaments, but I never feel safe about it. Kind of the same thing with all these secondary plays. Like, if I had to take a shot in one, maybe it would be Robinson Earl for the Mets. He's got the last couple games, 33 and 32. But there's just no guarantee. He could come out and play 15 minutes tomorrow, and I would just not be surprised. So, yeah, hard to trust the rest of the Thunder rotation. Detroit and San Antonio are another really shorthanded team here. Detroit, no K, no Grant, no Olenek, no Trey Lyles, no Stewart, no Saban Lee, no Killen Hayes. So, star Sadiq Bay, who's going to be the top option here on offensive play, probably 40-plus minutes, and it's a good matchup, too. I'm fine paying the price point for him because it's just the amount of minutes and, you know, shot attempts he's going to get and usage. So, like, I do like Sadiq Bay even at the price point. I think Hamadou Diallo feels about right. He should play low to mid-30s minutes. Will definitely be one of their top options here on offense. Corey Joseph at 5-4 had a massive game last game. He played 42 minutes. Um, he's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. I think he's a good play at this price. Uh, Frank Jackson also played huge minutes, 39 minutes. I mean, this Pistons guy is most likely going to have to play a ton again. And then Josh Jackson off the bench did play 21 minutes. I think he's in play for value, assuming we're going to get, you know, low to mid-20s minutes from him. And then uh, Trey Lyle smashed last game, but now he's in the protocols. He played 37 minutes, so that's a lot of minutes to go around. My guess is Luca Garza picks up the start. If he does, the flat man price, I think he looks great. Um, because the only other the only other big they have is the former Pelican great Cheek Diallo, who actually is a really good point permitted guy, and I think is playable. The only downside is he's only center eligible. So um, yeah, we'll keep on the starting lineup. But if Garza starts, I think he looks really good for value. The whole starting five would look good, and then and then I think Josh Jackson off the bench. On the San Antonio side, so basically a team that is fully healthy. Dejounte Murray, 10.4K, I think is a decent contrarian spend up. 
Um, White has been up and down, but this is a good matchup. You could see the ceiling game from him here. And then Jakob Pertl, 6'4", also been a little bit up and down, but he's a guy that uh, should be able to dominate against this Pistons front court. So the top three guys here for San Antonio, I think, all look pretty solid. The value, I just don't think we have to go there uh, when they are fully healthy and you have a Pistons team on the opposite side. They're going to play like their value options like 40 minutes each. All right, Pacers and Bulls. So the big news here is Sabonis and Brogdon both questionable. If they can't go, Karis LeVert's going to be the top guy here on offense and would make for a good play even at 8.8K just for the amount of usage he gets um, when those two are off the court. Miles Turner had a really big game last game, but the price is way up on him. He also shot like a, something crazy, like 11 of 14, 14 of 18. Like that, that's just not going to happen again. So um, Turner, more of a secondary play. I'd rather spend up to Levert. Duarte also played huge minutes of 5-1. He played 37 minutes. So both those guys are out. I think he's a pretty safe play in the mid-range. And you have value guys and guys like Lamb, Holiday, Brissett, all playable if Brogdon and Sabonis can't go. If Brogdon and Sabonis are in, then no one really stands out for me on the Pacers. On the Bulls side, a basically team that is fully healthy now. They have their, their top four guys back. Russo's the only one that's out. Um, they do have DeSumo back. Kobe White's there. They have Javante Green. So, like, to be honest, nothing stands out to me. A lot of these guys priced up, um, and now they're a fully healthy roster. So the Bulls, just secondary plays. No one stands out to me. And finally, Denver and the Clippers. Nicole Jokic at 12.1K. Um, he's just a scary fade. I mean, he has 80 fancy point upside. Uh, super high floor, high ceiling. So, yeah, I really like Jokic here. Um, as far as the other options go here for Denver, Barton feels priced about right. Um, Campazzo's the guy off the bench I, I continue to mention. He continues to play, you know, 25 to 30 minutes. So still some interesting Campazzo. Uh, Monte Morris at 4'9", should play probably around 30 minutes. Um, I think he's playable. You have Jeff Green that probably plays pretty big minutes, but he's a low usage guy. Um, Bones Highland probably uh, has to get a little more run in this game. So, you know, there's some there's some guys you can take shots on, like Conchar uh, or Conchar played 19 minutes, but uh, I don't know if I can stomach playing him even on a, a seven-game slate. So let's finish it up with the Clippers. No Paul George, obviously no Kawhi, no Reggie Jackson, no Marcus Morris, no Hartenstein. So uh, you're going to have Bledsoe, Mann, and Kennard uh, run this offense here. I think all three look really solid if you think this game is competitive. Bledsoe should start. Should play mid-30s minutes. He looks great. Terrence Mann, same thing. Might get to play 40 minutes. He looks good. Luke Kennard, a little reliant on the scoring, but he's going to be one of their top options in offense. So all three of those guys look really, really solid. Zubac is fine, but I'm a little bit worried about the foul trouble risk. I think I'd rather take a shot on Ibaka, who is way, way cheaper, also has that power forward eligibility, and, uh, again, less risk with uh, Ibaka at this price than Zubac, uh, about $2,000 more. And then that's probably it for me. Like Winslow should be in this rotation, uh, but I don't know if I want to go there. Again, Batum at 4-6. I think those minutes probably have to be 25 to 30. I guess he's a fair value play, but probably not going to anyone else here on the Clippers. So, yeah, guys, that's going to do it for the video today. If you have been enjoying the content, again, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Uh, thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I will see you all in the next video.